Welcome to Paris and Bazcast, where we answer your property and finance-related questions. And here's this week's topic with your hosts, Gurdev and Anmol Singh. Starting so three, two, one. Alrighty, we are live. Okay, well, hello all and welcome back to another episode of Paris and Bazcast, where we discuss all things real estate and finance and what's in affecting the industry. Today, we have Kim Quash from Dewa Tax, Quantity Surveyors, joining us to talk about the pros and cons of an investment property, uh, that if it's a brand new purchase or an established property, what are the benefits, what are the shortfalls for those kind of purchases? Let's talk. Well, hello, Kim. How are you? Good, Emma. Thanks so much for having me on. No worries. It's been a while since we caught up last time. I think this was the first series is when we had you on our uh, podcast. So welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely. So if I could just get you to start off with a bit of background about yourself, what your what your tax does, and then we'll get right into it. Yes. So uh, and while, um, I'm Kim, I'm one of the BDMs here at Eurotax Quantity Surveyors. And basically, uh, a quantity surveyor, uh, we, we're a national company that prepares what's called uh, or specializes in what's called a tax depreciation schedule. So fundamentally, these reports are used by uh, property investors um, and it outlines a, an investment property's physical wear and tear each financial year. And uh, basically, the figures that we we provide each and every financial year is used by the accountants to claim as another form of um, tax savings. So you can, it's, a, it's another way of offsetting your taxable income. Mm. And it lasts for 40 years on most cases too. So, mm. Yeah. Mm, Absolutely. And, and, and the um, interesting thing is I've noticed not every landlord gets one, which is, uh, you know, they're leaving money on the table when, they, when they're going for these things. So it's, uh, yeah, it's bizarre. So if you, let, let's talk about the quick, um, is a cost of that and what, what the report entails and how long it lasts for. As well. Yeah. So uh, reports generally will last 40 years from their build date or it would be 40 years from the most substantial renovation date. Mm -hmm. um, so technically, these reports can cost anywhere from uh, five to $700, mm -hmm. uh, dependable on the locations of the properties as well. Yeah. Um, and this, this uh, fee is also a tax deduction too. Oh, there you go. So yeah. you are, yeah, getting that as a tax deduction and then thousands of dollars, depending on what the renovation or the amount is or the actual purchase amount is, that you can depreciate over the life of the property, 40 years. Um, yeah. And as we were discussing offline, majority of that does happen in the first seven years, as you mentioned. So the, the big lump sum does happen yeah. in the first seven years and then it sort of reduces from there. So for those investors that are buying brand new property, uh, it makes sense for you to hold on to it for at least seven years to be able to get that the, the, the majority uh, of the the benefit, and then um, you know the the uh, capital appreciation will look after itself in terms of uh, returns for future as well. Um, yeah. So now, currently, as we if you've been following our social as well, you've seen there is a huge shortage of properties um, and uh, that brand new or um, uh, already established as well. People are spending all sorts of. Uh, dollars on rental properties to be able to secure a property. We've had change in the skilled migration. Uh, so lots of um, uh, families have come from overseas uh, for work purposes in Australia, uh, which is, um, and, you know, are being met with such low vacancy rates. We're less than 1%, I believe, uh, where there's not enough available 
profitability of stock. So one of the key messaging that we are telling anyone that is willing and able and ready to go is to buy a property. And when you are at that consideration set, the main question that we get asked is, should I be going for a brand new one, a unit, for example, strata property, or should I be going for an established property that has had a bit of wear and tear, uh, but uh, is in a better location in a, and so on. Let's talk about those things at the moment. Yes. Yeah. So very good point, Amal. And I think uh, also when people move overseas to, you know, be with their family, they technically generally want to be around or close by to where they live as well. So uh, I think um, very important is like uh, I have a case study um, mm-hmm. to outline. So let's say Balkham Hills area, right? Um, it is land is now starting to get quite scarce <laughs> in Balkham Hills uh, or a lot, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. to be able to to buy a brand new home so brand new homes and well you would know is roughly say two, four bedroom double story about 2.8 at the moment brand new yeah yeah brand new yep yeah versus let's say if you bought an existing property maybe 20 years old 15 years old uh still four bedroom two story for about 1.5 mil so yeah. you can see already, I guess, um, not only in a lending perspective, but also in having to save a deposit or have that cash for a deposit available mm. of like what uh, of that extra um, would would sometimes be not even achievable for many people. Yeah. So yeah, so that's like one point three mil already. Yeah, yeah, exactly the difference. Yeah, the difference. Yeah. So uh, one of the pros, I think, especially with um, buying uh, existing properties is that think about that 1.3 mil that you're saving, Mm. that what could you do with um, the amount of money to actually renovate a $1.5 million, uh, the the $1.5 million home, Mm. and then actually renovate it to a stage where it could actually be very closely mimicking a brand new home. Um, and then the the rental yield that you would get in it as well in consideration with the location that this existing home would be in as well. Mm. So that's something that many people are starting to look at, um, buying an existing property for a lower cost and then renovating it for a bit more of a premium price that they would normally um, renovate for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, in comparison to the amount spent, so say, for example, you're spending, uh, you know, 150000 on renovations versus, um, you know, the purchase price, what exactly, how does that translate into the the depreciation schedule? Yeah, so 150000 I guess, in depreciation works out to uh, be almost building a brand new granny flat. Mm -hmm. And you know, so at the moment, granny flats are going for about one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, yeah. th- when you take that into consideration of a renovation in a home, mm. it's so it, most cases it's so substantial that it it uh, basically resets all depreciation in that home. So mm. the ATO will actually allow you to claim full depreciation once again mm. if the home is substantially renovated, and that means like you know, refurbishing the whole home, knocking down a wall. Making it, making the kitchen and the living area open plan, yeah. um, which is very popular at the moment too, mm-hmm. or even extending the home outwards or upwards as well. Mm-hmm. So, so in terms of figures, it could be looking up into like the ten thousands uh, depreciation um, mm-hmm. return for for a client. Yeah. 
Um, and in terms of, um, you know, for example, when when it is a brand new property, like what, what are the things that go in a depreciation schedule? Obviously, the land part is separate. It is the uh, the, the construction cost. Mm. How do you get that? Is that? Do you rely upon what's been provided by the builder, like the cost of construction? Or is it, do you have a formula that you use to actually establish that? Because what I'm trying to get at is that mm. if you're buying a brand new property for 2.8 and out of that 1.6 is just the land amount, the rest of it is the the property value. Obviously, you're not going to spend 1.3 on renovations of a property to lease out. Uh, Some may, uh, but more often than not, um, you know, the renovations are not as extensive. So comparing uh, a brand new of the amount that you would be able to to get from a depreciation for a brand new property versus a property that you're spending that that is already depreciated, like that's already old, you're buying it at land value and then adding value to it with uh, renovation. What's the difference? Yes, so at the moment, um, construction uh, pricing is quite significant. So, uh, if for a 2.8 mil two story bedroom, uh, sorry, two story home, four bedroom house, you're probably looking at about $450,000 or $500,000 to potentially build or, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Depending on finishing as well. uh... (laughs) Yeah. And we're just talking the construction costs. We're not even talking about landscaping or fencing or, or any of the additional features that you might want to install into your property. Mm. Um, so, uh, all of those, when they take into account, uh, we do use a builder's contract because um, as investors, obviously, the price that people pay for an investment property would also have a premium on there as well, which is the builder's fee and charges, their wages and all of the contracts um, associated to, to finalise the property. Hmm. Um, the They may also include all of the professional services costings too, which yeah. is depreciable as well. So your surveyor fees, um, your your um, um, certifier fees, architectural fees, if you had to get an a, a, uh, a external architect to come in and draw the plans for you, for the client. So all of those fees come into play. But if you're if clients are buying a, you know, already just completed property from a builder or from a developer, then it's basically just the that contract that um, they get provided um, at the at exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously an established property, you go out there to see the physical Yes. What's the, yeah. the life expectancy of the remaining items and what can be depreciated, basically? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So for, for existing, it's a little bit different. We need to go back in time, <laughs> go back to when it was built and then work out the BCI, so the building um, cost index yeah. of the actual year and just measure up the plans and see, okay, so this, you know, uh, 100 square meter home would have been would have cost this much to build and then we work backwards from there for that yeah so let, let's say purely on new versus established uh what is uh more, what is better in uh from an appreciation point of view i think the answer is self-explanatory but let's just spell it out <laughs> what is better <laughs> Yes, so I guess um, I'll, I'll speak about uh, existing builds. So definitely they have their pros. So like I said, um, when you spend $2.8 million on a brand new home, one of the biggest things that we find is that there is no real room for renovation or improvement. It's mm. basically brand new. 
Um, so one thing we find with existing properties is that um, owners have a bit more of a flexibility and more play um, that they can actually redesign the home that they want to have available and they actually have the capital to do so. So there's the ability to actually improve the property to a certain quality that they would want it to be rather than selecting or, or um, uh, having to go with what's already given to them. Mm. Um, so. The, the capabilities of renovations, I think, for existing properties are very um, are very lucrative at, at, at the moment as well um, and the cost for them as well. So um, on the flip side, though, obviously, in terms of depreciation, uh, brand new properties, they have the ability to depreciate uh, everything within a home. So when you're buying an existing property, you can only depreciate the building itself the entitlement of the building's um, depreciation, and then also any improvements that uh, the landlord or the owner is planning to conduct or has just conducted for the purpose to renovate. So one thing that we find is that if clients are to buy brand new homes straight from the developers or straight from the, the sales agents, they have, um, they have eligibility to claim full depreciation on the fixtures and the fittings. Um, and so this is something that the existing property owners can't claim on. So one another thing is, um, especially with, um, I guess, apartment owners. So if people are looking at investing in apartments, is that apartments now, especially now, have quite an extensive list of um, strata assets or common areas. Mm. And the common areas are, are, are quite, a, you know, the, they've, more, I guess, very much more updated than they were, you know, 20 years ago. Um, so all those assets are also depreciable as well and entitled really? depreciation. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah. For even so, if they fall in line with the lot owner, or how does how does that connection work? Yeah. So um, for a say the whole plan, mm -hmm. um, obviously they have the lot entitlement. Yeah. So the 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 landlord basically will get entitled to an X amount of the barbecue area or the lifts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that is something completely separate. And obviously, if you buy an existing apartment, the those depreciable assets um, would no longer be uh, eligible for depreciation mm -hmm. because. You can't renovate the yeah. You can't renovate. the, the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Perfect. Any final words? Any other tips? Anything else that you'd like to share? Well, Amal, I think um, especially when people are buying into an existing properties or mm. even uh, brand new properties, it never hurts to have a quote provided. Mm. Um, most quantity surveys will generally give a a estimate on what the, the guarantees would be mm. on depreciation. And at least in that way, I think it helps property investors and uh, landlords make the right informed decisions um, and forecast their plans with, with property investing because, you know, property investing is not a short-term game. It's it's yeah. long hold. <laughs> yeah. And, and we need a lot more supply of uh, investment property. So, uh, you know, especially to service um, the, the new families that are coming into, into the country. Uh, if, if anyone is considering purchasing and making that property available, do get in touch with us. Happy to help. 
throughout Sydney, rented properties throughout Sydney, and there is consistent demand everywhere for more property. So definitely a great time to buy for those that uh, have the capacity and done the, uh, you know, the um, serviceability of that, uh, because returns from a residential property uh, investment are far you know, are catching up to what a retail or a commercial uh, asset is at times at different places. So it's definitely um, more attractive uh, with the level of return. I mean, as I was saying last week, we rented out a property that we advertised at 390 and we've got offers, we had offers at 500 and more um, and five uh, and uh, about 25 families missed out. So all these people are still actively looking out there. So we definitely need more investment properties to be able to uh, meet the demand. Yeah, I agree. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. And for those of you that are watching, if there's any other questions that you'd like to discuss offline, do feel free to uh, add any comments, like, share uh, and comment on the video so that we can uh, reach more people. And if there's more questions to be asked, we can answer them. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our channel for weekly episodes. See you guys next time.